Hey everyone, welcome to Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are coming to you with a double recap. Uh, we will be recapping MAFS season 15, episode three and four. Yeah, we just decided to drop out for a week and not <laughs> let anyone know. So We're thank so, you for being patient. Yeah. Thank you for your patience. We announced it on Instagram, but we totally screwed the pooch. And when we recorded the episode two recap, forgot to say that we were going on a little vacay that was going to make it basically impossible for us to record last week. So the truth is we didn't know how we were going to handle it. And here we are. And we are just going to cover both episodes in one recap because we think it's possible. And what's really happening is we're finishing out the weddings here and setting, it'll be worth your while. Yeah, it'll be worth your while. And we're setting up for the good, the good stuff, oh, yes. honeymoon and beyond, which we can't wait. Um, so a few other housekeeping things. If you have any desire to contribute to the pod cause, to keeping it alive, to the many, many hours that we work on this throughout the week, whilst also working full time, you can go into our show notes and see our buy me a coffee link. And there you can make a contribution of any amount and any and all are majorly appreciated and like subscribe a written review goes a really long way we're really holding out for that 60th review we think it is possible to get any day now we're gonna have it by next week i, I can believe. feel it um <laughs> and follow us on all the social meds sorry we save a lot of this for the end a lot of times and we realize maybe that's not the smartest thing to do anything i'm missing no, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk maths. Yeah, Two me episodes. too. Me too. Okay, let's jump in. Let's jump in with Mitch, Mitch the, the bitch, bitch, and Kristen. And Kristen. <laughs> so it, we, the, 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 it just keeps growing. Yeah, like, I mean, did, like he keeps growing into this name. Yeah. More and more. He's more really more. stepping into it. Uh, we pick up where we left off before with Kristen and her dad, her poor Poor dad. Who is stuck wearing just a a button-up and some dockers <sighs> while everyone else has a suit and fancy dresses on. <laughs> Poor dad. Reason 200 why you don't bring this up no. 10 minutes before it happens. No, and the nerve she has to basically like end her spiel with. So um, do you bless and support this dad? I'm like, what is the man supposed to do? And... Bless him, bless Pops for like <laughs> working through this in a matter of minutes while his neck is on fire telling us his true feelings <laughs> and getting to, I say go for it, hon, you know? It's a pretty quick transition really? for, I think you're insane. With his eyes <laughs> popping out too. I say go for it. We got there very quickly. I mean, and maybe everyone was talking like, if he's really her best friend, how could you do this? I think that was like that was the ultimate dad move, like supportive dad move, even if inside he's going, My daughter is fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, We're on national television and I'm gonna have her back. And yeah. So there's that. And then we go back to our groomzilla. And at least like my one respite of this whole thing before we get to the ceremony is at least it's being acknowledged that he's being a groomzilla 
and that he had a fit today. And not only are his friends giving him a hard time for it and like rousting him, but he is acknowledging. So that gave me just like the slightest bit of relief. Like at least there's just a tad of awareness. Okay. And then we get gifts. Yes. Which we need to talk about. Like this ex-fiance that Kristen has had is low. The biggest tool. Low of low. With the with the whole ring story. Yes, buys her an engagement ring on a credit card (laughs) and bounces and she pays off her own engagement ring. Well, you know what I have a feeling? Credit card had to be in both of their names, right? Because he wasn't gonna pay it. And like that shouldn't have been a her problem regardless. No. It would only be a her problem if her name was also in it, correct? Yes. Yeah. So she ended up having to, but I thought it was so funny. Like, okay, so he gives her a plant to represent their future growing. Cute, cute enough. And then a ring. And she really was shocked. I, th- I, I know everyone's like hemming and hawing about the advertisement of it all. I don't personally care. To me, it's a sign that maths is up leveling, just like the weddings are a hundred times better than they were even two years ago in terms of Luke. I don't mind, um, but I think it's funny I like, and I think it's especially fun because it's the first season. I think these women are genuinely shocked. That's what I was gonna say. They don't. They know, have no idea. This no is idea coming. that they're getting. So a they, ring. I think they think that the guys are a little bit more like each one of them thinks that they're really special right now in yeah. a way that I think pretty soon they're gonna find out they're not. <laughs> everyone, everyone will know who James Allen is in oh, a yeah. very short period. Of yeah, time. but right now Kristen thinks that her future husband like bought this completely out of pocket and made this epic, luxurious choice for her. And so she's completely blown away. And it's fun to watch Mm -hmm. them be shocked by that because usually we don't get this part of things. But I LOL'd because I'm like, it actually might not be that different from your past thing in that he definitely did not pay for this or didn't pay for most of it. And if you guys break up, you will have to give it back. Yeah, but you you won't have to pay for it. True, true. So, A little better. There's that. He mentions he's been tying up loose ends with exes in his dreams. Oh, yes, that's right. And then he's fixating again, Houston. We have a candidate who is spending most of their energy worrying about, will this person be the right one for me? What if I don't like her? What if I don't fall in love with her? Mm. This could potentially be the worst day of my life was a sentence that he said. Wow. Which I'm like, that is just like that. That's what you have to say That's right now. That's a bit dramatic. He is a bit dramatic. I'm sorry, but we're he, he's not going to escape this nickname we've given him. It's too good. It's too easy. And he plays right into it every five seconds. Uh, so there was that. Then he's up there waiting. Okay. Are we talking, are we talking about people? Are we going to talk about Ronnie now? Is Ronnie mom? Ronnie's mom. I am literally horrified. Horrified. I, I don't think I've ever been horrified in this way. Watching a maths aisle moment. Have you? Um, I'm horrified for a number of different reasons. Okay. So Ronnie, he asks, he thinks okay. that, so her mom comes walking down the aisle as you do 
as is the normal traditional procession in a wedding Mm -hmm. where basically all of the closest family and friends walk down in front, like before the bride. Mom is wearing a hot pink, like corseted, kind of titty-esque dress. Kind of? Okay, I'm trying to not slut Kind of. Here. I'm not. <laughs> okay, that's not, we're not. Bottom no, line, there that. is no, there is no wondering, is this perhaps my future bride? That I will give you. A thousand okay. percent. The point thousand is, percent. that is the point. He is wondering, he literally goes, that's not my wife, is it? Clearly translating that he hopes it is indeed his wife and finds out that it's the mom. And I think he like knew it was the mom. I just know. And then we're going to get to how this comes up two more times. Yes. At this between the wedding and the next day after the wedding. I could vomit. I just, I, I, I can't with this guy. I can't. No, you're right. And I'm not trying to deflect anything away from Mitch here. I will say that he is extremely uncomfortable. I can tell around the cameras right now in general. No, no, just hear me out for a second. After (laughs) they meet and after he, like after the ceremony and they talk, he keeps staring at the camera. Like he's not like I caught him like breaking the fourth wall multiple times. Like he's uncomfortable with the camera. Sure. Does not, it does not like whatever. Ronnie thought she was walking in fashion on fashion week here. She wanted a runway moment. I'm not coming for mom. I refuse. I'm not coming for mom. I'm just saying. You're blaming mom for his ridiculousness. So mom's not allowed to look striking or what? Like, I'm sorry. Like, she's on TV too. She's trying to look her best. Maybe we don't agree with her dress choice, but. There okay, is no, no world no, no, no. that she was like, ask, like, no, no. If you I have thought, any etiquette or respect and you are a freaking 40-year-old man, you know that even if you wondered for a half second if this was your wife or wished that it was, you keep your fucking mouth shut. You're right. My thing is not with Ronnie and Mitch as much as it is. I thought that mom was doing a little bit of showing up her daughter in that moment. Okay. I, I thought that it was like, pay attention to me, even though daughter was the most important one. I just feel like I have no concept of their dynamic yet, and I can't guess that yet. Okay. And like, it could be that, but I, I mean, and I don't, I didn't really take that from the way that she was in the, the first meetup after. I felt like she like said good things and asked good questions. Yeah, but she also and she might be a little annoying and histrionic, but like I don't know. We don't know anything yet. Okay, I don't like you pegging me as anti mom in this situation. I'm not pegging you as anything. I'm just telling you I disagree with in any way focusing on the mom of it all in this moment. I think it's all on him for being a tacky asshole. You're right. I mean, he does bring it up later, and she goes, "Yeah, I know. It is confusing, huh?" I mean, that's, and, ew, I mean, come yeah, on, come that's, on. That's, that's gross. Okay. 
Let's move on. I just didn't. I also felt like she didn't know what the hell to say. And I don't That's know true. what I would have said if I would like, what would anyone say? Like, I don't know what I think anybody would have been really caught off guard and uncomfortable by that. Even if deep down you were a little flattered too. Like, I just, you know. Yeah, for sure. But okay, we'll get there. But I mean, bottom no, line. I mean, bottom line. He, this was horrific. It was very uncomfortable, and, like, and he shouldn't have said that because he knows it's not. And we're all future Kristen yeah, having he, to watch this. Yeah, he knows it's not his bride. So just keep your mouth shut. Yes. Ugh. So that happened, and here she's all like, she's just like literally so worried about. She's like, I just want him to feel wanted by me. I don't want him to question for a second. Like, I'm going to be so game for this kiss. Like, I just want him to feel wanted, whoever he is. And he's sitting here concerned about if he'll like her, will she be enough for me? I just can't. I just, I already can't stand him. Yep. And then she comes down the aisle. They're standing really far apart. Someone needs to take her bouquet away. It's very awkward. Uh... His mom tells her that she looks beautiful, but Mitch doesn't. Oh, yeah. No, she goes out of her way to tell mom. Right. That, oh, you look beautiful. Oh, you do too. Mitch, open your mouth. Now's the time to talk, Mitch. Right. Like, now would be a good opportunity for you to open your mouth. Yeah. Um, The letters about them. I thought in general his family flattered him major. Has the term single-use plastics ever come up (laughs) at a wedding altar before? I have so much environmental talk to unload. Oh, God. I have a I lot know. to say about it, and I'll just wait. Single-use plastics aside, though, I thought that they really flattered him, especially considering how what the what the family reveals at the breakfast the next morning to Kristen. Uh, did you have any other takeaways about these letters? No, the letters are fine. Vows. Hers, I thought, were nice and personal and thoughtful. His all about openness, sharing, accepting, not judging, very beautiful, and something tells me not him at all. Yeah, we'll is what I wrote. see about all <laughs> yeah. of this being open. I was talk. like, this all sounds very aspirational and based on all of the reasons why your past relationships failed because you seem the opposite of these things. Yes. But, okay. Uh, Before we move on. What? Okay. Do you have anything more about the ceremony? Like the kiss um, or anything? It, the kiss was like cute. And then she had to grab. Yeah, you're right. It's hard to tell. Like he's definitely like shell shocked by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he keeps repeating. And like you can see it on his face. And so I'm trying to give him a little bit of credit. But she has to be like, hold my hand when they're announced. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, oh, my God, this guy sucks. I have a confession to make. What? I have been watching Married at First Sight for years. Mm-hmm. I have been to many, many weddings. I have gotten married. And for the first time in my entire life, I realized that the actual phrase is by the power vested in me and not the power invested in me. By the power vested in me. It is vested. I know. I thought it was invested. Like, <laughs> we are investing this power in you so that you can share this power over oh, this marriage. Babe. Yeah. Oh. And it that's took, a classic you. Yeah. It took me listening Tim to Tim has a their, discovery about a widely known phrase and how he's been mishearing it or missaying it at least once a quarter. Yeah. 
I think quarterly. Good a tiding, big one. Good tidings we bring to you and your kids. Then I thought it was Kit. Then I learned it was Kin. We're constantly <laughs> learning and evolving over here. So I just, I could not believe I was like vested. Oh, that makes sense. Oh my God, yeah. babe. Sorry, just had to. We've had been to married for that. 10 years and you thought that we were invested in. Yeah. That power was invested into us. Uh, okay. They have their first alone moment. He trips. She's rambling. And she's, and then in her interview, she's like, I'm trying to not go crazy, Kristen. You know, like, I really like Kristen, like but Kristen she's got lot. quite, um, she does have a kind of frenetic nervous energy. Yeah, but compared to Lindy, it is quite not that bad. Mm, they're just different, in my mm. opinion. They're very different. But. So yeah. she's super into him. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Then, of course, we get the, so what were your first impressions of Kristen? And he sticks his foot in his mouth and says, I wasn't like blown away attracted to her. At first glance, I mean, she's really pretty, but I wasn't blown away. She seems more mainstream to me. It's just not my thing to be into someone all dolled up. I like them in their more natural state. Okay, and this is the beginning of we get this throughout. And like, on one hand, I kind of get what he's saying. Like, we do get what he's saying, right? He's more attracted to stripped down women, like women in their more stripped down state. And in general is kind of not into the whole dressing up thing. But like, it's so funny to me. He just, his obsession with being a rebel, with being difficult, with not being mainstream he sounds like a guy from high school who's really into his identity as a rebel. And like, ew, dressing up for prom is like lame. Like, why would I do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm like just Timothy like, you're Chalamet fucking 40. Bird or something like Yeah, that. like you are literally 40 years old. You can't find any value in the fact that there are indeed life milestones and events where people who don't normally dress up, dress up. You're at your wedding. Did you seriously expect her to go on national television and marry you with no wedding? I mean, with no makeup or heels? Okay. I mean, like you're he, such he a goes jackass. on and on about this throughout. Meanwhile, it, you had you had someone hired to come and shave your beard. And like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like, it's totally inappropriate. And he keeps saying- I understand how weddings work, but, and then follows Ugh. it up with like, I just want her critiques. to be natural. And I still don't like that she has that drag around her arm, like for her dress, you know? Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, dude. He's the worst. Trust me, if you've been in a relationship for long enough, or you are married, you are going to get <laughs> to see- You're gonna see plenty of the sweatpants lifestyle. your wife without makeup on. Yes. That is a promise I will make to you. Can you <laughs> give her this day? Right. And just chill and keep your mouth shut. Right. Well, and something else that bugged is when they were having their one-on-one -on -one moment for the first time. He's explaining that he works a lot because he's a, quote, professional environmental uh, environmental activist. And I just put, he's a little high on his horse, no? Like, I just, the high horse is like, I can tell it's just going to kill my soul. Here's, I think I figured him out. Um, the environmentalism talk, here's the thing. 
Agree with it 1,000%. Right. Love that he's doing what he's doing. Thinks, Save our beaches, please. Yeah, all of The that. world is on fire. It like, is crossing over into snobby territory. Douchebag. And I think that because he has this noble job, it gives him carte blanche. To be a to douche? Act, yeah, to act like an asshole. Right, I think totally. that's it. I think that's Mitch. Maybe you're right. boiled down to that. Yeah. I do this wonderful, noble thing. Right. And so I can treat people kind of however I want. And right. Don't talk to me. I, I'm, you an, know. I'm a professional environmental activist. Yeah, that's it's it. It's like when I was doing social work for years, if I just thought that that was an excuse to be a freaking bitch in all other areas of my life, like yeah, no. what? No, it doesn't, makes no does, sense. Life doesn't work that way, bud. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, you just, you keep getting the impression from little things he's saying that like, he's deep down, like worried that she's like a basic bitch. Mm-hmm. And like, he thinks he's worthy of like someone edgy and different and not mainstream. I'm just like, go back to the high school cafeteria, you dingus. Like people are so much more than this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you're so obsessed with, like, your little labels. Like, it's embarrassing. Ugh. And I'm like, you think you're a vision of coolness and edginess? Like, what are you talking about? He's a vanilla rebel. Uh, this rebel literally, talk is really starting to Really? Piss me off. Like, like, you're you're literally very vanilla. Very vanilla. So he's very glad she took her heels off. To be honest, I want to see you in sweats while they're dancing. He's rambling about this. About... Her dress, how her dress and heels was a lot while they're slow dancing. And bless Kristen, like she's one of, I mean, she's just so game for this. And her neuroses, I think, shows up in, she's just like desperate for this to work. You know what I'm saying? And so you get a lot of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I mean, oh, oh, any other day, any other day. I mean, I would never be wearing all this makeup. Oh, totally, totally. Totally. I mean, and I'm like, it's okay if you like, want to, though. Yes. Like, it's fine if you want to. Yes. And I'm like, all he should be doing right now is affirming her. Yeah. And what he's doing is like making her frantically question all of her. Like, I just hate this. Like, she's going to be entering this marriage at a deficit, like, viewing herself at a deficit. Like, she has all this shit to prove. And all of the shit she has to prove is insanely surface level. Oh, yeah. You know? And I just hate that for her because I can tell that she's already a little bit insecure as a person and a little bit like a nerve can be a bit of her own version of a nervous wreck. And I just am like, this is not what someone like her needs. I do appreciate, I put him knowing that he has a history of, okay. So this was something that I thought was actually one little piece, I'll give him this, of of insight about himself. He knows he has a history of meeting someone and like building them up in his mind into like this perfect vision of who he hopes that they are. Like, and just like diving in with this assumption that she's all of the things that he's ever wanted and are in his list, in his diary. And then like, when they fall from grace eventually because they become human, him holding that against them. And like, he basically acknowledges that that's like completely unfair and that that's not based in any reality. And so he he keeps trying to emphasize I'm coming in with no expectations. And so when anyone asks him about like, what do you think of her or blah, 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 and her too, rather than just be like, oh, I mean, you're like, just give something basic. 
Like, I mean, what do you, of course I thought you looked beautiful. You know, like anything. And it's like, he can't lie. So then he thinks he should go to this like philosophical thing and be like, well, you know, it's just so important for me to have no expectations. I had no expectations, no expectations. And I'm just like, all of this is not what I guarantee you. I don't care how cool any straight woman in her position wants to hear right now. (laughs) Any on this day in this moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I'm just like, there has to be a happy medium here with all of your-ness. And then we get Mitch and mom together. And mom goes, what did you think when she walked down the aisle? Which I do have to say, I just wish that we could throw this question away. I'm sick of everybody asking it. I think it's awkward. It puts people on the spot. And to ask them when you barely know them on the first day that you meet them, I think whether it's coming from one of the spouses or the family, I think it's like a very high pressure on the spot question that you just should not ask. I move, and I've said this in past seasons, I move to re- I move to remove, what did you think when you walked down the aisle, uh-huh. when she was walking down the aisle, and what are your intentions with my daughter? I, can we just, I want both of them gone. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, okay, oh, I put, cl- play the clip because I just cannot deal with the way that Mitch handled this. Let's just go. Here we go. It's, it's like, I, I mean, first of all, you're a very beautiful, you know, and, and she takes it from you. So when, when you actually walked down first, I was like, I was like, is that from there? <laughs> I didn't know. You know what I mean? It's a yeah, it's confusing. And then, so, you know, someone's like, it's like, dude, it's her mom, bro. And I was confused because I was like, it wasn't a typical writing dress either. So, no, what's up? Anyway, it's, it's like, she, she's, yeah, she's certainly, yeah. I, you know, I don't really believe in this love at first sight stuff. So. The worst answer that one could give excuse me the worst answer that one could it was worse than i remember it and thank god i had the foresight to say play the clip yeah i i I, uh, uh, my uh, notes uh, just said he says uh 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 and i'm like well thank god you played that clip because it was so bad the (laughs) only actual sentences that he got out is talking about he's talking about how he thought she was the wife and how she was hot yeah disgusting i'm sorry again if it's true why would you say it? You're a fucking fool. You're a fool. And I have a feeling that this whole season is going to be Mitch the bitch and his foot and mouth syndrome and Kristen paying the freaking price and having to constantly act like it's all okay, as we saw at the beginning of the honeymoon, which we will get to. Oh, so uh, he then admits that he's not really into financial success. He's more about his impact in the world, which you always know is like an awkward conversation to broach with a parent. And of course, like she says, look, like I think that it's important to Kristen. Essentially she's implying that like she has a partner that can like contribute and take care of himself. And he's basically like, Oh wow. So money's important. Okay. And I'm like, you are an ass. Like, this is a base, a base need. Like, low-key, I kind of think that he's so immature that, like, he would need to be with, like, like, he wants to be with, like, a 23-year-old girl. Mm. 
I know I'm making so many conjectures at this point about Mitch. Yeah, I don't know. He's got a lot of issues. Ooh. So, okay. That is what I have for them for episode three. Now we move into episode four. We're still in like, you look nice. Okay. So we end up back at the hotel. The hotel. She finally takes her makeup off. Right. Oh, you just look so nice without your makeup. Hold on. I need to say. Okay. We have our moment where we really see some of Kristen's (laughs) neuroses. She is like rambling about how she can't find her cute pajamas. There are a lot of neuroses and time oh, yes. where these grooms have to wait. Yes. Not and she fair. is going on and on and on. And it's awkward because she thinks he cares to begin with. So she's like rifling through all of her suitcases going, <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, knowing you, you probably wouldn't even care at all. But, you know, I got these like cute jammies and, you know, they were just the cute jammies and they were for the first night. And, you know, I and knowing you, I mean, <laughs> I know for you, you probably wouldn't even care. But, um, you know, I mean, and, and, and it's not like I wear, I wear jammies like this every night, you know, so she even I now like she, the word jammies. she feels just, like she has to. I can't stand that word. She desperately wants these fucking jammies because she clearly put a lot of thought into curating them for the first night. And deep down now, she's super insecure that even caring about the jammies would be unattractive to him because he said that, like, basically, it's not cool or hot to care about how you look at any given moment. You just have to be like effortless batch, which newsflash men does not exist. It's not real. Um, (laughs) I mean, you can be low maintenance, quote unquote, but like. I mean, you know, that's a, a whole other conversation. Yes, yes. But a lot of men who think that women are being, quote, natural are actually wearing, like, quite a bit of makeup or put quite a bit of effort into that look. Definitely. That, you know? So anyways, it's just a moment where you're like, oh, Kristen, oh, please stop, Kristen. But then she goes, she takes off her makeup. He tells her, you look nice. I feel like I'm actually seeing you for the first time. And now she's trying to frantically prove that she never wears makeup. And I just am like, Kristen, stop. You don't. We know you don't. And that's totally fine. Look at everyone in your life. You are not this granola woman. No. Like, you like <laughs> to look nice. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But all of your friends, your mom, everyone else, we know that you wear you makeup. Put some effort in. We know you care about how you look. Yeah. It's 100% okay. Please Don't do not change you. on account of a yes. bald, scarred-headed man <laughs> who can't decide on a beard length. And who can't eat anything with a sauce. Oh, so then, of course, we go into how he, like, if, as if it couldn't get worse, as if he couldn't get more difficult. Surprise, friggin' surprise. Mitch has the palate of a kindergartner, which we always have a kindergarten palate. Every season, and we always have to address the fact that upon me first meeting Tim, he indeed did have a kindergarten palette as well. But the cool part is to know that kindergarten palettes can evolve. And that's what makes people who hold to their kindergarten palettes into their 40s, I believe, even more upsetting because they act like they didn't have a choice in the matter. And the truth is, you can always change. You can always open up your mind, your heart, and your palette and try new things. Um, but great TED talk. 40 year old Mitchell just he can't help himself. He doesn't like any creamy white sauces, amongst other things. I'm sure he eats all of his cheeseburgers and sandwiches plain. 
Let's move on from the Let's palette. move on. I know it. it's hard for you. So, so we have Kristen meet Mitch's family. And I thought this was like quite telling. I mean, this was everything that we've been putting together about him just summed up by right. the three people that love him I want to know in them telling her what to like about mm-hmm. Mitch, mm-hmm. what was your takeaway? Because I'm going to tell you mine right now. My takeaway from that was he will hurt you and piss you off. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you can get over that. <laughs> yeah. That was regularly. my takeaway. Regularly. Yeah. He's brutally honest. He will pick fights with you. He will hurt your feelings and piss you off. Be prideful regularly and be a jerk. And hopefully. And hopefully. Hopefully you will forgive <laughs> again and again and again. Like, and again. okay, we talked so much His shit brother's wife on cri- said we didn't get along for years. She would like burst into tears because he would be so mean to her. His brother's wife. We, like, how does that even happen? We talked so much shit on Alyssa last year mm-hmm. for taking some offhanded comment at the wedding reception Mm-hmm. And running with it and turning Chris into a monster. Totally. That if you are going to take things away right. to hold to someone, absolutely. This is what you take away. These are the red flags that you like legit exactly. get scared about. And the sad part is I think Kristen is so desperate for this to work that of all the kinds of personalities, she will choose to like. She's just going to take this as nice advice and like freaking bulldoze determination to the end, make this work. And like, I don't know. That's my fear about her Uh, because that was bad. I mean, I think that's the most like and I appreciate them for their honesty. I mean, I like those individuals. Like I'm like, how did Mitch like come out of the same situation here? Yeah. Um, They seem like the awesome people in the family. Yeah. But I would be so alarmed, so alarmed. And it's and it to me, it says a lot if family is willing to say this amount of stuff in the light of day the next morning to you, like then it's much worse than what they're saying it because it always is, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh. Um, I have to say something about Mitch talking to Ugh. her, her mom family and friends, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they ask him a question about why his relationships haven't worked out. Oh my God. And he responds with, <gasps> I was pretty much a closeted environmentalist. It was eating me up inside. It is my religion. Now, mm-hmm. you would think from this comment that. Mitch's past girlfriends were like the bad guy in Captain Planet (laughs) and were just dumping vats of petroleum into protected waters. Yeah, with maniacal laughs. Just plastic bags, plastic bags. Just like grabbing like the rings uh, uh, for the the six pack of sodas and like actually going out into the ocean, going out to the ocean and strangling seagulls with them. Oh my gosh. I'm like, 
Really? That's why your relationship drama also of a like, I'm sorry, whose problem was like, what does it mean to be a closeted environmentalist? It was just so hard for you to come out as an environmentalist in your life. Like, really shut up. Like, do not compare you not being in your truth of being an environmentalist to closeted LGBTQ people like you're an imbecile. Yeah. The sense of self is so inflated. It is literally unbelievable. I can't. Uh, I mean, there's not any huge takeaways here except that he says, you know, um, talks more about how it was great when she take her makeup off and put her leather jacket on or took her heels off. Like every yeah. moment he liked her more. And I also don't want to have expectations and blah, 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 blah. And basically her mom says, I think the big thing you're going to need to work on is like sharing yourself because from everything you're telling us, it sounds kind of like you're a workaholic and like Kristen is really in this and you're going to need to give her your energy. And she, so then, I mean, that's, that's the most I took away from that. Yeah. I mean, do you want to get in a honeymoon or do you want to save that? Well, we get the prep, so they're prepping. She needs to make sure, she says in her interview, which bless her, and I think this speaks to who she is as a person. I just think she's so open-hearted and so ready that like he could have been a lot of people and this is how she would be. She's worried. She needs to make sure she's not putting too much pressure on him to fall in love with her because she just already knows she's falling in love with him. Okay, then we get the honeymoon basket delivery. He will not pull the celebratory poppers because it's triggering to him because it reminds him of trash on the beach. I can't. I literally can't. I don't think there's much more to say here other than Jesus Christ, this is already exhausting. And I was at least happy that Kristen, I mean, she was she was still too nice in my opinion, but she had a look on her face. Like, she was clearly irritated. I have no words. I, 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 I was it, like, it, every words? episode is, is spent <laughs> with Mitch, like, using this platform as a personal crusade. Oh, my God. I'm going to be really annoyed. It's going to drive I, me to drink. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna just get a I'm gonna get like a 24 pack of just single use plastics just to spite them because I'm so upset about this. It's unbelievable. Like, pull the poppers, you asshole. Yeah. And then deal with the trash properly. Aren't you? If you're an environmental activist, aren't you supposed to be like an expert on how to handle trash and various kinds of trash and which receptacles it, they go in? Like, fucking pull the popper for your wife. Yeah. You ass. And then, of course, he's dragging his feet about, yes, the absolutely cheesy, heinous shirts and, like, um, labeled Mrs., paraphernalia. Mrs., but yeah. you know what? It's, like, par for the course. It's what you do. It's what you do. Like, it's part of the thing. Like, it's part of throwing yourself into the experience. You got to wear it. You got to wear it. I but mean, it's I too just, mainstream. I, oh I don't like God. any of it. And it would be hard for I me know. to wear it. I know. But, um, but if you're signing up for this... Like, this is a little gesture that you can do to show that you're, like, jumping in. Because you didn't do anything in prep and you don't know each other yet, you know? I laughed. Like, he literally called himself a go-with-the-flow guy, Mm -hmm. which I thought was shocking. So we go on the honeymoon and 
he does make a point to say that he considers himself a pretty go with flow guy. <laughs> LOL. But he says he really appreciates that he's noticed she's pretty assertive. And I thought that was nice. Yeah. It was like one thing he noticed about who she is. And then my biggest thing is like, you know, we do the big like round table where everybody meets once we get there for the first time, you know, they're like by the beach and they're all having their first drink and they're like having their first time where they're all going. So what about you? How are you guys doing? Yeah. How are you guys doing? And there's so much talk of, you know, and this always happens every year, right? Like there's certain couples that have like fiery chemistry from the top. And that always makes the couples that don't feel self-conscious. Mm-hmm. But Mitch is like especially guarded right now, which I at least that is something that I think he acknowledged. And I think that that was at least good. Uh, But you can just tell that she feels really insecure. Uh, The first thing he says is I thought her mom was her. Yeah, she brings it. He brings up the mom again. Again, as one of his first impression. Story tells. Of, of his wife walking down the aisle is actually, I thought it was her mom. And like Kristen is trying so hard to be a good sport. He's like, she's like, I mean, she looks great. It totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. Like, and you're like, oh my God, you're dying inside. And then after watching everyone like be so touchy feely and be like, honestly, it's so natural. It's just like, it's like we've known it, you know? And I just thought, gosh, she must feel so insecure and jealous right now. But he's even looking around and like, he, I, I just... It, it, it's not to excuse anything, but I do think that he just feels very uncomfortable around the cameras. Like I caught him looking at the camera again this time too. Like mm-hmm. he just hasn't quite settled in yet, but I also think he's beyond the worst. Hope. Yeah. I also think he's the worst. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to Stasha and Nate. Um, okay. I have a thesis here. Okay. That I would like to say from the top. I want to hear it. Which is, and I think it was more episode four that really did this for me. So maybe I'm being premature, but we're kind of blending it all anyway. So I'm finding myself like Nate's growing on me. Okay. And I don't know how that could have happened. And I'm ready for it to crumble at any moment. Everyone knows how strongly my vibes were the first two episodes. I I really felt like deeply concerned and deeply like no, no, no about this person in every way. And like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's obvious. Like we, there's just a lot more moments of vulnerability that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I'm finding myself going, wait, is this like a really good guy? is maybe they are a good fit? Like, what? And maybe it's me being influenced by how clearly into him she is, too. That's what I would... That's my thing. I trust her judgment. Yeah. And so the fact that she's so into him is making me trust him. Consider him him more. Consider him more. Yeah. Obviously, we have a long way to go. Yeah. But... I mean, and let's go back. Let's go back to the reception because, like, it wasn't all... Oh. (laughs) Like, there was some... Okay. So, I mean, one of the first things that, like, I'm like, huh? He wants to know what age is she said was she was down for, which I'm like, you're clearly setting her up to have this conversation because she's much older than you expected her to be. 
which I find like what an interesting time to be having this conversation. Mm -hmm. Like it's so much potential for like offense. But anyway, so he he wanted originally 27 to 34. And she's like, oh, so I wouldn't even have made the cut. But then he does say that Pastor Cal basically helped him realize that if he was so intent on having like an independent, successful woman with her shit figured out, that that age uh, doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> and that he needed to or at raise least starting it. it at 27. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then she said she asked for 33 and up and he barely made the cut. But I'm like, dude, I just hate that you prompted all of this. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. It was a little awkward. And then we do a cake cutting and this fool cuts the cake and just tromps away. Like, <laughs> doesn't know that you stay and like. All of these cakes looked extremely oh difficult to cut. They were really extravagant, all of them. Yeah. Uh, and most of them I thought were heinous, but. But like really Very intense. difficult to cut. Yeah, I can't remember what theirs looked like. But in general, I thought he kind of, I don't know if this is just his resting face, but he seemed very like tired mm. and like he gets this like aloof yeah, look on I'm his face. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get like that. Like an aloof, huh. cool guy facial expression that like is a little off putting. We get, so he's talking to her friend who's admitting that like, oh, she's talking to his friend a guy friend who asks, what would you say your flaws are? She admits her flaws are like being like being too guarded. So something that we keep having come up is that it seems like both sets of friends really feel like, at least on paper, everything about them is very similar. Mm -hmm. Like she's the guy version of him and vice versa. Like they both can be really guarded. They both can have trouble like, being vulnerable because they both are workaholics and they both are so used to doing everything they want on their own time and not yeah. considering anyone else. Uh, I Okay, now we need to address the most awkward thing of the wedding. Uh, Megan. <sighs> okay, so it first starts with the guy friend. Yeah. So I just thought it was interesting that like they all went into this reception like they clearly had some conversations about it as a little friend duo and that they like went in intent on needing to focus on this right now like I just am like it just feels really immature that like this conversation needed to happen at this night as your first impression of them so the guy friend first specifically asks her, how do you feel about um, him having straight female friends? Which I thought, I'm like, you're like, that's so out of like left field. And she is like, I don't care about him having straight female friends as long as he has clear and appropriate boundaries. Yeah. And he's like, okay, cool. Then we fast forward. So Nate and Stasha are sitting together and then the awkward blonde friend, Michelle, who we all know he's only Megan. known for. I put Michelle. Oh. Well, does it really matter? No. <laughs> she doesn't. could be a Michelle. She could be a Megan. She could be a Matryoshka. He, does, he doesn't even introduce her. Well, okay. Ugh. There is a 1,000% chance that, that these two have sex. hooked up. Yeah. 
one thousand every and it was so important for her to piss on this moment every single iteration of this conversation yeah tells you that they have a past one he did not introduce her yeah two she started crying they know each other for eight they've known each other for a year a year and she's weeping describing him describing him three we do a lot of sunsets together. Yeah, we got we do game nights. He He's got is, such a love for his people and holds everybody really tight. We do a lot. And I thought it was so funny. Stasha stops her and goes, oh, you're crying. You're getting really emotional. I love that. That was I my favorite that. part of both that episodes, was so, by the way. It was the perfect amount of shade. Yeah. Because she it wasn't fully like in bitch voice. Yeah. She masked it just enough, oh. but you know she had to go, oh, please hold. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, please explain <laughs> before you go a second further. Because it almost felt like she was giving her like underlying speech to him of like the reasons why she would want to be with him. Or well, something. and him, he during all of this is like, whoa, whoa, He's whoa. just like I mean, sitting he, dead face. He is giving all the clues also away that they've hooked up. By being like, uh, yeah, uh, mm-hmm, yeah, uh. We do a lot of hiking, lots of sunsets. I can't wait to hike with you and, like, do new things and try new things, you know, now that he's got he's to gotta figure out how to give attention to you and his people. <laughs> I was like, ew, you are the worst. You've got a good one for sure. You've got a really good one for sure. Okay. Megan, Please stop talking in that voice. Michelle, batch, leave. Walk away. Like everything about how you handled this was heinous. You want to know an example of like how straight female friends can just act fucking normal and be delightful is like, look at Miguel's nerdy friends. Yeah. Look at them. Like there's a, it's like, you don't, it's not so forced. Like yeah. everything about this was horrible. She was acting like his gatekeeper. Or like just a very, she's she had a very inflated sense of self. And you're right. Most signs point to either she's had a crush on him all year and he was never into her that way. Or at one point they were hooking up and like it didn't actually manifest into anything. And they're like, we just are really close friends. And then now she's shitting her pants because yeah, he actually tried to move on. And now she's the trails like trails together. Hit the trails and the sunsets. But he's telling his friends like, he feels something. Mm -hmm. She's really attracted to him. I have to say, again, Stasha is so much more fun whenever she's with his her girlfriends. And that is the side of her that I have loved seeing since we first met her. Because, again, she has so much poise. She's so together. Um, she can come off like she's very, very serious. And, like, seeing the second she's with her girls... It's like you're seeing this totally different, goofy, hilarious side of her that I love. And so I really hope we get to see more of that and that she lets that side out with Nate. Uh, but yeah, and then she's tearing up by the end of the wedding, like in her interview, saying that she can fall in love with her husband and that he seems perfect. Yeah, I mean, earlier And that the made episode, me very nervous, but really, like, wow. She talks about how excited she is to kiss him and she has butterflies in her stomach already. Yeah. Um. They start the next episode out with her saying on a scale of one to 10, my husband is way above a 10. Yeah. Like, 
Wowzers. I know. And for someone, yeah, like you were saying earlier, who's clearly really hard to please, like has been very like puts everyone at arm's length and is very nitpicky and stuff. Like she is like very in an open hearted place and yeah. very about him. Um, we open with them in their, you know, hotel night. She's the only one that promptly removed her makeup, got into her cute pajamas in a timely manner. And they're very giggly in bed. There is cuddling. There is caressing. There is an awful song about your lips, my lips, your skin, my skin. And I barely, <laughs> we used to do lyrics of the day and it got too much to track, but that was just like, oh my God, must mention. He brings her breakfast in bed. She's very impressed. Uh, yeah. And then they have, so they do their, their separate, you know, Stasha meets with Nate's dad and friend and... I mean, it's pretty. They basically talk about all the reasons why Stasha and Nate are so similar and mm-hmm. how they're going to have to change some of their hours and their yeah. commitments to make this work. And she's understanding of that. And um, Nate meets with her mom and friends. And this they, is what really kind of opens yes, opens you up. Yes, to Nate. because yeah. they ask about. Okay, well, first they ask how long he's willing to wait to have sex because they need to address it after the freak in the sheets moment. And I'm like, Ugh. but he- Well, you kind of have to answer for that. I mean, that's true. It's just like, yeah, yeah. You were asking for it, whoever wrote that for you. Uh, but yeah, we get to the vulnerable moment when they ask about like, you know, you've talked a lot about like building generational wealth and like changing your family's history trajectory in that way. But what about like mental health? What about like, what do you want to do differently emotionally and like for your family? And like, how do you want that to look different? And he gets really emotional, talks about how his dad did a lot for him. But like he met his mom once when he was 12. Yeah. And he was basically like moved all over the world because his dad was in the military. So he had a like a single dad and he just wanted that family unit. Yeah, he wanted so that bad. family unit yeah. so bad. And and then this led to him, like, they debriefed when he got back because he got really emotional and he could barely talk about his dad without, like, weeping. And he explains to her that, like, probably, I think this was at the same time, like, he had a lot of identity issues with moving around so much. And feeling not fully accepted by the white community, by the black community, mm-hmm. by the American community, because he was an expat for so long. Like, he just has had a lot of identity confusion. Yeah. And so he can get a little insecure from time to time about that. And also talks about his family. All of these things. Like, it was like day two really made him grow on me. hmm and it was really positive, and she loved that. She loved seeing him emotional. Yeah. As per usual, it's always an immediate turn on to the women when the men open up in any way or shed a single tear, which I'm like, everyone needs to just keep taking notes on this. Well, and also, yeah, you know what? You're right. This is pretty unprecedented and cool to for him to be talking about this this soon. Mm-hmm. For many guys, like he, think he brought about up the bankruptcy thing too, which was a little yeah, like, yeah. But also, like 
He's clearly trying to put all his cards on the table. I mean, Jasmina was trying to pry this kind of stuff out of Michael for most of last season. Yeah. And we're on the fourth episode and he's opening up about it and they're not even on their honeymoon yet. Yeah. Like that's true. This is a this is a good point points for Nate. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, they're kissing at the airport. They're acting like a full on couple. Uh, And there's something different, which we'll get into. Alexis and Justin have that burn really bright, doomed to explode energy. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, we're going to get there. Where it almost makes us uncomfortable. Uh, Nate and Stasha have a really like natural couple Mm -hmm. energy right now. Yeah. That's like, wow. Uh, He's definitely very intent on wanting to consummate this marriage on the honeymoon, which like, you know, he's like, I want to understand her cues so I can speed up the physica. I'm like, okay, calm down. But then he's like saying to her face, like, take your time. I'm like, you're a liar. And then they're in the shower. But she, she she's down. She invites him in the shower, I believe. Well, he told her he wants to take a shower. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Remember? And down. she's like, he says it saves water. And I'm like, LOL. That's not why I want to take a shower okay. with you. But she's game. And we end with like a very racy, caressy, not lifetime caressy shots of like her naked leg, like pulling up around his hips. And I'm like, oh, my God, Yeah, this was too much for me. (laughs) I just put, oh, they're going to do it. I put I don't want to see that. (laughs) Do you have anything else for this couple? I don't. Time will tell. This will be interesting. I'm, I'm definitely interested yeah. Obviously. I'm, I'm interested in every couple. But yeah, this is, he's kind of, he's getting like, yeah, it's not just total villain. Right. Like Which bitch. is how I felt pre-wedding. Yes. I thought, oh, yes. this is a setup. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, okay, there's a real person in there. And like, wait, what? They actually might be a great fit? And I don't know. In a few episodes, we, you know, as we all know, these are the early stages where we know nothing And all we do is speculate because Mm -hmm. everyone's putting their best foot forward. Okay, let's move on to Lindy and Miguel. Okay. Lindy is got panicked by Miguel's suit top. (laughs) Thank you very much. But she said it in such a nice way, though. She put, it made me nervous that he, you were like very fashion forward. (laughs) <laughs> and we're like, Lindy, that's not what you meant. No, you just look you like You were a, nervous that he was wearing iridescent paisley. Yeah, he looks like a, a fucking conductor in a circus <laughs> with that top. Bottom line, she is so into him and he is so into her at the wedding, okay? The wedding. At the reception. They, you know, they're- Okay, we got to talk about this dance real fast though. Okay. She doesn't know how to slow dance. But she just spends the whole time just talking about it. Rambling. Yes. I get that she grew up in a very sheltered environment. Yeah. During the application process of a show called Married at First Sight, or maybe within the two weeks after you figure out that you've been selected to be on a show where you will be getting married, do we think that a simple Google search would have perhaps helped in this? Oh, you know she has, but she hasn't done it. 
And so, and she's the kind of person who, if she's in a scenario, she's going to spend the whole time talking about how she's never done it because she's so hands on his arms looked so awkward. (laughs) Like it looked weird. I thought it was cute though, that her first slow dance in her entire life, if it's really true, is with her new husband. Uh, I was just like, stop talking about it, babe. And look into his eyes, let him lead and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now, I see a potential problem. I think this has already happened a couple times. Miguel goes, you know you're, you know you're pretty. I don't need to tell you you're pretty. Uh, uh, she uh, corrects him immediately. She's like, no, no, no. That. I need you to tell me I'm pretty as many times as possible, please. Uh, her friends, <laughs> her friend made me laugh when she's like, Puerto Ricans are good and bad. <laughs> but she's just like, She's smitten. Yeah. I mean, they she loves that he speaks wedding. Spanish. Oh, she's, she's obsessed. obsessed with that. Yeah. She already goes out and says it's the best day of her life. Literally. Wow. Which is okay. a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, a lot she of emotions meets, there. She meets Miguel's sister, who we will, who our relationship to evolves over the course of these 24 hours in these two episodes. We but got a we, lot of family weird, we got a lot of family dynamics here. Oh, yeah. A lot on a both lot ends. Of when we first dynamics. meet Miguel's sister, She's very protective and makes it clear he's been with a bunch of bitches who didn't put in the work. And like, she's very protective of her brother, but it's really cute. Like this conversation is precious. Like mm-hmm. sis is just like, she's a hoot. This woman is a character. Like every single- I didn't single... notice it as much until the next one, but yeah. Yeah, every word she says has a um, coinciding hand motion. And for me, as someone that gesticulates a lot, to say that, like, this is next level. Uh, But they have a really positive, like, precious connecting meeting. I thought it was funny. Lindy asks her if he has any red flags. I'm like, as if his sister is going to say this to you at the reception. And she's basically like, no. Something that Lindy says. So sis makes it clear, like, just so you know, we've been through hell and back. Like we grew up pretty much on our own. Mm-hmm. And in, I think they grew up in extreme poverty. And so she's basically saying like, he's been through a lot and like, please don't break my brother's heart because like he deserves so much better than that. And she's been through a lot. And then she's like- Well, Seventh Day Adventist. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. She yes. has been through a lot. Yes, but I know that there's something later that we both are like, hey, okay. uh, But I just thought it was intense when she's like, we're either going to trauma bond and grow together or trauma is just going to completely destroy us to the sister. I was like, Lindy, that's a really intense thing to say when you're first meeting someone. Yes. (sighs) Meanwhile, let's move the camera over to poor Miguel and her brother. Criminal minds. Oh, totally. That's what I call him. Totally. Jesus criminal minds. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Asking if he believes in a higher power, which I just am like, all of this pushing that happens both on this night and then in the breakfast the next morning, unless Lindy has not been completely honest with her family, but the impression I got when we met Lindy is that she had like an oppressive, suppressive upbringing in the Seventh-day Adventist church and that it took a lot of work for her to remove herself from that and that her family is still that and that it causes shit 
and that she's not close to them in the same way anymore because of how different she is. And I am just like the actual audacity and like, I find it extremely disrespectful if you know that your sister doesn't believe the same thing as you anymore. Why? Where do you get off like needling this man about this? Yeah, you're right. I mean, one or two things have happened. Either she hasn't been honest with them, Mm -hmm. which is a possibility, or he is making this about him. Evangelizing on TV. And not her. So gross. Because... It's it's he, the fact that he brings it up again, and then he pu- but he straight up pushes Miguel into like all of a sudden we're having a philosophical conversation on exclusivity in religion and like yeah. who's going where and no no you know like I'm like oh my god we're having a full on debate about you know God and religion. Well, at the end of the day, I feel like if this was a non negotiable for Lindy, right, then she wouldn't be with someone. Absolutely. Who doesn't think those we things? We would already know. So that. that's why it's like Criminal Minds is making it about himself. Exactly. And then he goes, after all that, I mean, Miguel's trying so hard to like be respectful and like be honest, but like also he's trying to like, like, are we gonna really get into this right now? Yeah. Like he's trying to keep it all like broad strokes. Not the time. I don't think this Ugh, is the time. Absolutely not. To and bring then he, this up at and the then reception. He goes, no. I was just really hoping the guy that the guy that was going to marry my sister at least believed in a higher power. And I was just like, you are so rude and oversteppy. And as people who used to be Christian and aren't anymore, like this is something that like really chaps my ass. Like this is so inappropriate. The assumption that this is like, first off, if you think you're winning any believers from this kind of behavior or talk or pushiness, like you are so incorrect and are so stuck in your bubble. You don't know what's going on. But beyond that, like, I just don't understand. How do you think you're making this person feel? And like, how do you think you're making viewers feel? I just, it's just very out of touch. It's so out of touch. It clearly like trigger, but (laughs) really, 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 bothered me. And then when he kept it up at the breakfast the next morning and like about the sex stuff, I'm just like, again, the overstepping is unbelievable. Lindy is in her thirties, like back off. None of this is your business. Yeah. Well, he's like, you know, you had this conversation the night before and Miguel lines it up that he doesn't like believe in what, like in this and what, you're, what you want him to believe in, right? right? So he's already said, like, I don't subscribe to this worldview. Right. And then he has the audacity to go, well, in the Bible, it says to know each other's time. And it's uh, like, wait, but that doesn't mean doesn't anything to Miguel because Miguel doesn't text. think that. Like, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what the Bible says to Miguel because he doesn't believe in the Bible. So why are you saying that? Yeah. And, like, again, pretty sure Lindy doesn't. Unless, like, there's all this in-between we don't know about. I think, I mean, without knowing, I think Lindy's a little bit more... um, Maybe she, like, believes in God. Yeah, oh, I think she does. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know why you think she does for sure. (laughs) We don't know anything is the point. But Bro is clearly having some... Some... uh, just the presumptuousness. And it comes off very like arrogant and rude. 
Yeah. Bottom line, like no social awareness. Okay. So we spend the wedding aside from this, which if I was Miguel, I'd be like, ooh, red flag about this. But overall, they're both like so into each other, taken with each other. He runs into Mitch in the bathroom and goes, dude, I think I'm all in. Like, I'm like, I I think I'm diving in head first. Then we get back to the room. Unacceptable. Uh, So she's been trying to, I guess, get, find her face wash and toothbrush. She leaves him waiting in the room for 35 minutes. Not okay. And like, she's not putting on some elaborate, like- Teddy? No, like there is no- Negligee? There is no extreme lingerie moment with like straps and various things. There is, I understand you're nervous, but like- she walks out in like, am I wrong? Like in jammies and a ponytail. It doesn't matter if she was wearing those things. We can't do 35 minutes. No. We can't. And it's all, and she's stress spiraling. Yeah. And so So you can't bring that energy after 35 minutes. Yeah. Because I'm at my wits end here. Like, right. I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you. Not necessarily in the biblical sense, she, but just. And I then she gets in bed with him and she's like, ah, okay. And she's like, today was really like my best case scenario. And he's like, good. All right. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, Lindy. Like these are examples of these little moments where like, you know, you can, uh, like a turning point. Like you can tell he's all of a sudden like, oh. I need to watch out for something. Yeah. And he says as much in his interview. Yeah, he says she's a little bit of a stress ball. And the and next it, morning, she's rambling about how she, about needing snacks and blood sugar regulation on vacations. And you can tell that he's getting tired. And this is bringing me back to when we first were getting to know her in the group of women. Yes, and she was, and, and the girls we were, were told, like, like she can kind of like, talk at know. you. Yeah. And like, in this situation, she's rambling. Yes. And, and she, he looks uh, like his eyes are glazing They're over. talking about the honeymoon and getting ready for the honeymoon. And she goes, yeah, I've had a traumatic experience of flight delays. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> everyone has missed a flight. Everyone has had a flight delay. And this was when I perked up and I was like, I think we need to stop using Do the T word so much. Trauma. Because... Trauma, like a flight delay. I don't know if we'd call that. I don't traumatic. know if that fits under. And it's hard because, like, we over dramatically say, "Oh my god, that was traumatizing." Yeah, you and know, I think like she's if there's a saying spider. it too much. But I can't tell. Like, is she saying it in earnest? Like, like the flight delay was equally as traumatic. Was also in filed under the traumas of Seventh Day Adventists. Yeah. Oppression. But she <laughs> says it with an earnestness yeah. that confuses me and makes me like, let's let's stop talking about trauma. Yeah. We're not, this isn't an ER show here. Let's yeah. just kind of yeah. describe it differently. So then we, Miguel meets with the family. I mean, we've already touched on this mostly. I mean, the brother says one insightful thing about his sister, which is like calming reassurance is how you're going to find your path with her. She's very quick to take things personally. Which even that I filed away of like, is that something that a douchey brother says? Because every time you see her, you're like preaching at her and she like feels like her feelings are hurt by that. But anyway. I was just, I kind of. I just this, hate, I can't stand this brother. Yeah, I think maybe he's this a creep. Is where, maybe this is where this comment is coming from. 
He seemed like just a little too into her relationship dynamics. Yes, I'm like, why are you so invested in her sex like, life? He seems young. She's 29. Yes. And it's not like these people are in their 30s or mid-30s or whatever. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, well, you just got to know this. And I'm like, do you, how do you really have yeah, all this information? are you married? Inf- no, but, like, how do you have all this information into her relationship dynamics and what she's like in a relationship? Right. It just didn't... It seemed a little off, yeah. but maybe that's because I was disgusted for other reasons. I it don't know. It seemed a little incesty. <laughs> Do you have nothing to say to that? I'm not commenting on that. <laughs> Let's talk about Miguel's sister, who's only concerned Ooh. about the places of the stars in the universe. Oh, my God. Okay, so she's very... We open with her being very... I have to be forthcoming. I mean, I'm stressed off the bat because you're a cancer, or he's a cancer, and you're a Gemini, and typically that really doesn't work well. And I put, LOL, okay, sis, if you were really that into astrology, you would know that sun signs are merely a piece of the pie and not the whole story, and there are rising signs and moon signs and many other signs. So you are being very, like, one-dimensional here, besides the fact that this is obviously ridiculous because all people are a million things and this is just, no, just we don't no. lead. We don't lead with this. No, sis. we don't. We, we don't. Do not and she's coming with an intensity and a commitment and a conviction that is frightening. I need a separate show <laughs> with Criminal Minds brother and this girl just debating Seriously? back and forth. Oh my God. Go. At least, I mean, these two are pretty equally yoked in their own way, like energy wise, yes. you know? Uh, then we get into the student debt talk, which sis is intense about. And then it's hard because like, okay, what do you make of Lindsay of Lindy being like the work thing? I don't know what to think. I don't have I don't enough information. I don't exactly. have enough information yet. I'm so confused. She's because like, she I've has spent all- most of my time being really driven. I mean, cause she went. To she's, medical school, she's right? She's very, she has a lot of like education and yes, degrees. Exactly. Like she's so very qualified. She's like, I worked so hard and was driven for so long that I'm having this moment where I'm working as much as I need to, but also really putting an emphasis on enjoying life. But I just feel like she really didn't do a good job of explaining uh what that means to her. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just don't want this to be a Steve thing where we're wondering the whole year. Right. I know. I know. So I felt like the way that she put it out there was kind of weak. And I think that has a lot to do with like how strong sister's energy was. And she was insecure. Uh, But it wasn't great. She didn't really sell her situation. And so I feel like now we all just have huge question marks. We're like, what does this mean exactly? It's almost like she picks like, what does she do? Is she a scientist or is he's the scientist? He's the scientist. Okay. I was going to say, it's almost like she picks like projects to work on and she'll get funded for that. And then she finds something else that she wants to do. She's a physical therapist, Bay. Okay. We'll cut that out. We're not funding any research. I forgot. The, the patella. Okay. You're a patella. <laughs> um, so then when she gets back, she's like frantic to debrief him yeah. and bring it up because... And like, he's clearly worried and he's put off because again, she's got the nervous energy and now he's on alert based on the way last night ended. And he's also like, 
had some scenarios with partners in the past where now he's like got an aversion to feeling like he might be fully financially responsible for someone. And he's like, all I have to say is I'm never willing to be a sugar daddy, which I'm like, Ooh, I just don't think that that's what this dynamic is. I don't think so either. I just think that we don't know enough. Yeah. We don't know enough. And she freaked him out with like the eyes wide open of like, I have a lot of debt. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I'm just like, doesn't everyone with PhDs have a lot of debt? Yeah. Like, Miguel, Yeah. don't you? And like, you're six years older than her. So like, give her a break for a second. Like, she probably just got out of school like a year or two ago. I don't know. So I don't fully know what to think of these two. Well, we get a little honeymoon time. Mm-hmm. She's kind of just Is as she neurotic. Still spirally? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought this was telling. Miguel in his confessional says, I'm not seeing red flags necessarily, but I am seeing magenta colored flags (laughs) when Lindy starts rambling. Yeah. So magenta colored flags. Yeah. Probably the title of this episode. Yeah. Um, but they've they they oh. both say they've have sexual tension and yes, that they've but, been physical. But Lindy shot. But Miguel Lindy down. shot his peepee down. So it tells me there's been some jobs or some some hanky panks and some degree. It's too early to tell. I mean, speaking of peepees, <laughs> let's move on Alexis to and Alexis and the man who can't stop talking oh. about his peepee. <laughs> and it is making me five times more uncomfortable than seeing Nate, Stasha, uh, shower Caress scenes. each other in the shower. I, I would watch 15 more minutes of that to be saved having to hear Justin talk about his hard dick. Like, ew! Uh, and he says it multiple times. Just. I mean, okay. What do you think this is? I don't know what to do with this couple because I love to get excited and like be a hopeless romantic about couples that have instant connections. But there is something about the level of like giddy, oogling, like it literally is making me cringe. It's a little, um, it's a little like. It's disturbing me. It's like kind of like a couple drunk people at a college party in the kitchen just slobbering all over each other. And it's not like romantic it's just lusty yeah it's very lusty you can feel i mean she's making everything just as sexual as he is like when they're at the reception i mean and 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 we're just talking about how we're the perfect match a lot yeah rather than like i don't know she's like i'm a firecracker and you support that i can tell and then you can jump in when necessary and he's like i'm a pleaser tell me how to make you happy and right away she's like oh i'll tell you it's it's too much it's too much uh she asks his friends what are the cheat codes and his friends say as long as you don't assassinate his character or don't acknowledge he's trying he'll be by your side and i just put lol what We have a long way to go before characters are getting assassinated. Bottom line, it said like Justin's a sensitive guy. And then I did like that his friends go, what are your cheat codes? And remember, this made us crack up. Uh, They go, "Okay, let's say if you guys get in a fight and he gives us a call and, and like he's like, what do I do? 
Does he give you space or does he chase you? Literally, probably one of the most insightful and practical yes, questions yes. that has ever been asked. On the first night. On the first night. By friends. Yeah. Like, so good. Amazing. She goes, oh, he should chase me. And if I block him, he should send me an email. And if I block his email, he should send me a message in a bottle. Yeah. And, and then like, she's like, and he, you know, and if that doesn't work, then he should be standing outside my window with a boom box yeah. playing music. And they're like, okay, note taken. And I'm like, I honestly love this yeah. because at least this is realness. This is honesty. And a lot of women are not willing to admit that. And then so many fights fester and get so much worse because they won't admit that deep down they want and, and expect to be chased. Yes. You know? And we've had fights about that in the early years, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, I was trying to give you your space. I'm like, I don't want space! <laughs> I'm so annoyed with you. I just want you to give me a hug. <laughs> I can't look at your face, but kiss me right now. <laughs> it's obviously counterintuitive, but it's very real. Yeah. Um, when I was walking down the aisle, oh, she's like, when I was walking down the aisle, I wasn't sure he was my man. And after a few hours, I can't believe how superficial I was. This is my man. So she's very taken with him, night one. Uh, oh, my God. I just have a question. Why does every dude feel like they have to prove themselves with the garter situation? Nah, I mean, here's we've gotten into this in past years. It's pushing so, it, it never pushing it's it, so it it's pushing it when it's uh in a traditional setting in which like already, people you've been engaged with like it's already awkward it's because pushing there's it a little bit and then. old people around. Then you decide that you want to do a duck walk shuffle across the dance floor to your person, get your head up in there. It, no, no. And you just met them six hours ago. And you're trying to make a first impression. I just... No, it's I just, just not... I just wish that we wouldn't do this tradition yeah. for the couples that are getting meeting each other on the day that they're married. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, though. His friends really like her, and they make a joke. If this doesn't work out, we're kicking you out and keeping her. Um, <laughs> his friends are really precious and supportive. And honestly... Like, I got Justin got a point in my book for his friends. Mm -hmm. uh, and you were right. She was worried that the celibacy wasn't on purpose. Yes. And I think that's still to be determined. We need more details. Well, one thing that we, one thing I did not mention in our Mitch Kristen segment is that it was very clear that Mitch's celibacy has not been <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> on purpose. No. And he's, yeah, not by choice in any way. Uh, so then we find out from her that she, when she first got to the aisle, she recognized him. Yes. So she recognized him from Hinge. They both matched on Hinge. Yeah. And she was like, I'm sorry. But, and he was like, are you what? No. And she's like, I'm sorry, but how many seven foot tall men do you think that I see online? Yeah. In San Diego. And it's a little awkward because what's not being said is, especially when she talks such a big talk about how important height is, she still didn't talk to him, which, you know, the point is she wasn't initially attracted to him. Mm -hmm. And that was clear, you know, even when right after she walked down the aisle. Yeah. 
But she's being very open-hearted right now and, like, has allowed herself over the course of hours to grow an attraction to him for all of the other reasons. Uh, So, yeah, they're just, like, so obsessed with each other that I'm cringing. He, like, when she's getting ready in the hotel room, he's, that was our first D-I-C-K drop. Literally, he's... He's literally telling the producers how hard he is in that moment. In front, the, the producer's, like, four feet away. He's like, I'm so hard right now. He's like, I am not going to lie. Oh I, I can't even repeat it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. I'm not going to say it. Um, so, yes, he desperately wants some cirques that night. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. No, but they probably she, did other things. You and your other things. You're just. <laughs> you and your, what? I mean, there's intercourse and then there's the other stuff. Yes. You can't tell me they didn't do the other stuff. So she goes and meets with his family. And starts it off by saying, here, okay, I will say, she- It was an awkward start. She does not do herself many favors in this situation. So she no. starts it off by saying, well, your son's still celibate. No, it's so not how we weird. do that. No. Not how we do that. Like Alexis. I also find it interesting that for the first time, I think, in her life, her bringing up the fact that she's been proposed to three times- is not very appreciated by the people she's talking to. Absolutely not. And then and then she, you, mom is like, and why do you think that is? Like, definitely like, what's your character flaw? Wait, why? wait, you've been proposed to three times and you've said no three times? Like, Again, stop it used to be a bragging, bragging thing. And now in this arena, it doesn't, it's not cute. No, it's not cute at all. And I, but again, like, I don't want to over dissect this. But we have to recall the first proposal was high school. The second proposal was a person she wasn't even with in college. And then the third one was someone that she was with from college. Okay? So let's just, and and what is she now? 28 or 30? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So again, to me, that makes, that's like applying for a job when you're 29 years old. And putting one of your jobs from high school on the resume. Mm. Like Cold Stone Creamery, <laughs> June 2007 <laughs> to September 2007. Yeah. Like, just just, just don't mention it. Baby, but then baby you're using sat it. <laughs> in eighth grade. <laughs> baby sat across the street in eighth grade. But then you're using it as a bragging point. And then, like, it just makes me literally die. So mom's, like, obviously concerned. Why? What's the problem? You know, I just used to really get in my own way a lot. And I'm like, just, I was selfish. I was I was always just, I was in my own way. And I'm like, you were in high school! <laughs> you had econ class in 10 minutes. You were applying for schools. You're like, about to get a tardy pass in the hall. That's why. That's how you were getting in your own way. You forgot the combination to your locker. Damn it! Like it's just all so ridiculous, Alexis. It stops now. It stops now. <laughs> like never bring it up again for the rest of my days, please. Oh my and I really love you, but it has to stop. Uh, and then Justin, sis, and friends. It just went well. I didn't really, like, it went well, right? Yeah, it was fine. 
But yeah, I mean, they're obsessed with each other. The honeymoon cheese is strong. Oh my They're gosh. all okay. over each other. She's calling him baby every second. This is an actual quote from Alexis on the honeymoon. For him to be this perfect, I almost missed out on the best thing of my life. Alexis, let's all caps pump the brakes. I mean, it's cute. It's cute, but I mean, that's look, cute. I mean, like, let's have a bit okay. of foresight. I mean, like, yeah, it's a you lot. can be googly and be in lust with someone and really vibing with someone, but to, like, let's just chill out a little. Well, bit. and I get the attachment to this story because the story is I swiped. Yeah, okay. I uh, swiped you're right, on you're right. him still, a few months ago and never would have thought yeah yeah, you know so that is a really sweet story if this all turns out great it's just just like very jarring calm down like everyone's sexual fluids are like driving with an intensity that is like freaking me out a little bit and then to close it off justin has to talk about his penis again Oh my god wait to everyone though right the whole entire group yeah when everyone is talking about everything, she keeps saying, he keeps saying his dyke was so damn hard. Yeah, we've we've <laughs> talked about that at other points it's in the so, podcast. I know. So we know everyone hard. who knows what and he says. says. It multiple times. No, we know what he says. <laughs> he said it multiple times. But the intensity times. of it when it's said is just like so, like you can't replicate it by talking around it. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. It's okay, we're done, but like, ew, to the whole group. Like, gross, no. I'm done. It's just freaking disgusting. Like, ugh. I don't know why he thinks that's acceptable. Like, it's just not. It is so, ugh. But I, she's kind of into it. She's like, mm-hmm. like, she's like, I know, I'm so hot. So anyways, we've got lots to come with this couple. I, I I mean, I already see tears. They obviously did some crazy editing where like he says he's in love with her and she laughs in his face and then he's crying. And that is, there is no way in hell that that's how that conversation actually went. But clearly like there's some big feelings that are going to be revealed and I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, okay. And last but not least, Ben and Morgan finally get to have their wedding after the COVID of it all. Yeah, not not going to lie. By the time it got to Ben and Morgan, I was, I was like, like, I don't wait, care about you guys anymore. Who are these people? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I will say, though, feel pretty good about Ben and Morgan. Yeah, they feel really match. Um, Yeah, I mean, she's very high energy. Yeah, but I think, she, and I think she, in a good way, like yeah. I think she's really good for him. Yeah, it's not over, it's not like it's not this overbearing panicky, at this point. nervous no, thing. It's an exactly. excitement. It's yeah. excitement, yeah. Yeah, and just like she's comfortable in herself. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a little intimidated by her, but in the right way. Yeah. Like he's like, ooh, like I think he's a little titillated and like a little intimidated, but like excited yeah. about whatever is to come. I thought it was kind of lame that he got her the Pastor Cal book to go with the ring, but lucky for him, it came with a big diamond ring, so Mm. it didn't really matter. Uh, We are definitely being set up with this mom stuff. Like, yeah. Okay, so obviously we've talked in the past, like stop talking about your mom and how you want her to be exactly like your mom and how your dream is to marry your mom and all of it, your mom, mom, mom. This is the time where he actually starts opening up about his fear because mom has not approved of multiple partners in the, so then the picture starts getting more filled yeah. out where you go, oh, so you're actually petrified of mom. 
<laughs> I found it was very just jarring because I don't know if I've heard a line said like this from son to mom before, but he goes, if there's something you don't like about her, tell me and we'll work it out. I'll work on it with like, yeah. it was very nervous, He's afraid panicky. Of like he's afraid of mom. Please tell me what you don't like about her so I can fix it in her so she'll be good for you. Yeah. Like so that's always a red flag. Yeah. You know, like no one deep down, no one wants a mama's boy. I'm sorry. We love a good relationship with mom. Yes. We love a son who respects their mom and loves their mom and treats mom well. But mama's boy, like where the first line in the oh my god in the in letter the letter from the family Ben's a proud mama's boy. Ooh, I'm uh, like everyone. Do in you know how to kill needs, a woman boner? It's say that everyone needs like first impression lessons. Like seriously, everyone, from seriously siblings to parents <laughs> to these contest contestants to the friends to like every the amount of bad first impressions and bad just first things that were said. I get people are nervous, but Jeez. we are go- reaching well, down to the bottom. Especially when you're writing of the well a letter, here. like when you're writing a letter, you have time. Ugh. You're editing that shit. You're rereading. Like, come on. That's why, like, I find the letter failures even less acceptable. At least, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like it's there's thought put into it, and you time. might think your mom, uh, some your wife's mom, is your wife, but. At least you, <laughs> you at least come up with a good line to start. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're very cute. They're giggly together. Uh, ben memorized his vows, which is yeah, baller impressive, move. very impressive. Baller. Her worst case scenario is he hates me, his family hates me, and his friends hates me. Friends hate me. That was a little bit of a red flag to me. That that was one of the things that she said right before she walked down the aisle. I was yeah. like, oh, God, Morgan. Um, we learned a little bit about she has a really bad relationship with her dad. Yeah, and like non-existent. There was a lot yeah. of like meaning behind her walking herself down the aisle, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it was just enough awkward and cute, I thought. You know, like that first private moment after is always like such a crapshoot. And usually you have secondhand cringe as a viewer in some aspects. And I just thought all of this was like just enough awk and cute together like they've got a natural energy together and the only thing i noticed was that kid convo that he tried to push she completely bypassed it oh yeah and she's like i have a dog or whatever yeah that could be the kid i mean she's the youngest one in the cast she's 27 i'm like okay like there's time we don't need to bring that up right now but yeah, I think that they're really into each other and attracted to each other. This is a this is that couple that I really want to work. I yeah. think you know how we always have one that like Yeah. I don't know, for me this is that couple. Like I they really want like them to work. They seem like real life couple. Yeah. They've got real life couple vibes. Like they would really work in the real world. Um we obviously have plenty to come with all of okay. his budget shit. Yeah. But I think it's really cute that he wrote in the card that they can go on a second honeymoon and he will pay whatever to go wherever she wants, which we know means a lot coming from him and his obsession with money. Yeah, they're going to Japan. And they're going to go to Japan. And it's perfect because he loves Japan and she has never been and always wants to go. And it's just, I'm excited for them. I need to know what my guy Ben does to break her trust. Because he tells everyone they had sex. 
Oh, really? I mean, that's immediately. I was like, oh, he told every he told the guys they had sex. Oh, okay. She's gonna have to get over that. Yeah, she will. Because she just seems like she's crying. I mean, like that seemed like kind of the most intense thing from this season. There was a lot of intense no, things. No, they're but... on the beach. It happens on the honeymoon, I think. Okay. You know, I think yeah. they have sex, and then he tells the guys, and then it gets back to her, and she's devastated. And it's early enough that she makes it mean a big thing about mm. him, you know? Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, but, okay, this is this was, like, really fun. We pulled this off in under two hours. I'm impressed. Uh, next week, we are full speed ahead with Honeymoon Town. And we got to see that big preview that basically leaves you completely lost because it shows you everyone falling in love and everyone getting a divorce simultaneously in the preview for the season ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what was hard to tell though? Okay, what? so I was watching the preview and I was thinking, oh my gosh, all of this stuff happens at the honeymoon because there's like sunsets and beach. And then I'm oh, like- you're right, but they're in San they Diego. They live in San Diego. So there's sunsets and beach everywhere. Maybe, that maybe, so okay. I got thrown a little bit because I was like, does literally all the drama happen in the next two no, episodes? Yeah. But you gotta think like anniversary you're dates, right. things like that. Okay, so maybe the conversation between them, the betrayal, I guarantee you it's, I still believe it's sex. Okay. And telling people, but maybe it's not the honeymoon because that would be really soon. Yeah. Like they don't seem like, yeah. yeah, they're also a few days behind. I am excited for next week because my first annual power rankings will be coming out. Yep. First weekly power rankings. And we will begin watching After Party next week. We made a, con a conscious choice to not watch it these last few weeks because we've just felt like, what added insight are they really going to bring when it's this early? Yeah, and if anything, we're going to be own. just reading into yeah. how they're acting because we know that things are different with, you know, at the time of them doing after party. So starting next week, you will get your weekly power rankings from Tim. And we will also break down after party and talk about if there's any new insight gleaned, which, you know, with Keisha, there usually is. Is there anything else to say? I think that's it. Okay. We love you guys. Thank you so much for your patience. We, we are back, back on Shedge. Week. We are back on Shedge. This is a yearly time that we leave. So thank you for your patience. Uh, and we can't wait for next week's episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.